up the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The Word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's Word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to His ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. And may God continue to bless you and increase your faith in Jesus' name. And we're going to go to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Mark 11, verse 22. And our thought for today is have faith in God, not in ourselves or not in men. Have faith in God. We are to have faith in God. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, Hallelujah, what things soever you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. For if ye have aught against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Lord God, we just thank you for your word. And Lord, I humble myself before you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way and teach this lesson in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back up to verse 22. Now, um, Jesus, in as if you read um, in the beginning of chapter 11, well, actually over in verse 11, um, Jesus was hungry and he came to a fig tree and the fig tree did not have any leaves and Jesus cursed the tree. And in verse 21, Peter remembered the tree. The next day, Peter remembered the tree, and he said, Master, look at the tree which you cursed. It's withered away. And that's when Jesus responded, have faith in God. And once again, the thought for today is we need to have faith in God and not in men and definitely not in ourselves. And the trouble that we're having in the world is because we're not putting our faith in God. And then verse 23, he says, 
And I say unto you that whosoever say unto this mountain, they were in front of a mountain. He said, if you speak unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou thrown into the sea, and do not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. And so there is a sequence or there are things that have to happen you can't just have faith in God and then not do the other things that God has instructed us to do. So, yes, he wants you to have faith because it says in Hebrews, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. So having faith in God more than yourself or more than men pleases the Lord. But he says in verse 23, when you ask for something, you cannot or should not doubt in your heart. And that's where the second stop where we, a lot of Christians, their prayers are not being answered because they ask, they have faith in God, but they ask, but then they allow doubt to come into their heart. Well, what is doubt? Doubt is just wavering or lack of confidence in the Lord that he can do what you've asked him to do. It's also distrust. Um, it also can mean hesitation or that you're just not sure. I ask God for something, but I'm not sure if he's going to do it. That's doubt. To please God, we must have faith, and then we cannot allow doubt to come into our hearts. Man. If you have Amen. faith and believe and do not doubt in your heart and understand when I ask my father for something that I need, because he knows what we need before we ask. He is more than able to give it. How we, how he's going to give it, that's not my concern. Should not. No. Yes. We no, should just not. believe that God is more than able to perform that which we ask, but we must not allow doubt to come in our heart. So he said, if you do not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. That's pretty deep. Whatever you ask God for, if you ask him for the Holy Ghost, guess what he's going to do if you don't doubt in your heart? You say he will not hold no good thing from you. He's not. If you ask to speak in tongues because you haven't, guess what God's going to do if you don't doubt in your heart? Amen. If you Amen. ask God, Lord, I'm hungry and I need food, he's going to do it if you don't doubt in your heart. If you Amen. need money to pay your light bill or your car note or the insurance, if you do not doubt in your heart, God will. He will answer those prayers. He will. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. will. So we must today just keep in mind, have faith in God, not in me, not in yourself. Have faith in God. And then he says, verse 24, therefore, this is Jesus talking, I say unto you, what things, soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You believe that you possess it before you get it in your hand because you've done what the Father has instructed you to do through the word, and you do not allow doubt to come in, you do not listen to any doubtful people, because sometimes when you share things, people will have doubt, and they will try to plant a seed in doubt in your heart, 
If you do not allow doubt to come in, the Lord says you will have what you ask for. But then he says, verse 25, when you stand praying, what are we to do? Forgive. Forgive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So in verse, verse 22, the Lord says to have faith in God. Verse 23, he says, do not doubt when you ask for a certain thing. But verse 24, he says, but when you stand praying, believe in your prayer, believe that you're going to receive. But he says, when you stand, forgive if you have anything against anybody that your Father, which also is heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But verse 26, if you do not forgive, what did he say? Your Father will not forgive you. He's not going to forgive you of your trespasses. So we want to have faith in God. We want to believe in our prayer, not allow doubt to come in. We want to forgive. We are to ask for forgiveness, but we should be quick to forgive so that we can be forgiven. Now, all of these things Jesus told us in five verses that is required in order to receive the thing that you believe that you can have. And if these things are not done, then we need to repent and start doing them. He said in 24, whatever you desire, you can receive. You can receive if you believe, when you desire, if you forgive. But if you don't do what he said, then you won't receive. Or what happens is it becomes a hindrance. You block your blessing or hinder your blessing if you do not forgive from the heart or believe from the heart. There's a song that they used to sing, God's got a blessing for you. You can have it, reach out and grab it. God's got a blessing for you. He really, really does. He's got blessings that are stored up for us, that are laid up for us. All we have to do is ask. Believe, forgive, receive, and you'll have. And having faith that God can change the heart of any man. He can change yes. any situation. He can make something that looks terrible or bad into something good. And he's Amen. the one that's ready to receive the person whose heart is changed with open arms to drape yes. them, clothe them with righteousness, All to put that yeah. road, bring the covenant back on that person to wash their minds, take away all regret, and say it's time to celebrate yes. my son or daughter who is now lost. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, name Bless you. Thank yes, you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God. Hallelujah. He can do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We have faith in you, yes, Lord God. Thank you can do it. Yes, ma'am. Luke 7 and 1, it says, Now when he had ended all his things in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum, and a certain centurion, and a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loveth our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. 
Now, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to go back up to verse 2. So there is a centurion. That means he's a he's a he's an army captain. He has a hundred soldiers under him, and he had a servant who he loved and cared for. The servant was sick and about to die. His sickness was up to death. But the centurion heard about Jesus, and he sent the elders of the synagogue of the Jews to go to Jesus for him to petition Jesus to ask Jesus to come and heal his servant. Okay. And when the elders of the synagogue, the Jews, they went to Jesus, they begged Jesus and said, the captain of the or the centurion, he's worthy for whom you should do this. Come. In other words, come, Lord Jesus, and heal the centurion's servant. We don't even know the centurion's name. We just know that the Bible says, the testimony was, he loves our nation in verse 5, and he built us a synagogue. So centurion is is the captain of 100. Yes, so he did a lot of alms, deeds. Now, it doesn't say he was a worshiper of of the Lord, but he, he had wisdom, he had knowledge, and he sent for Jesus because he must have heard or knew that Jesus had the power to heal. And so... Even in the midst of him building a synagogue, that means he had money. He, he gave money to build a synagogue, and that's very important. It costs a lot of money, but that means he did have a love for the Jews. That's and it. So look he had a love for them. Amen. He did. And so he wasn't a Jew, but he had a love for the Jews. And so verse 6 yeah. says, and Jesus went with them. So Jesus heard. He comes with them. And then verse 6 And Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent his friends to Jesus, saying unto him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. So because Mm -hmm. the centurion knew that Jesus could heal, so he asked, but he didn't even feel worthy to go to Jesus himself, so he sent the elders Mm -hmm. of the synagogue to Jesus, and then before Jesus got there, he started thinking, this man, righteous Christ, is going to come to my house. I'm not worthy. Yes. And then verse 7, he says, wherefore, I didn't think myself worthy to come. I didn't even think I was worthy to come to you and ask, he says. But if you just speak the word. So he yes, felt yes. unworthy, but he had enough faith that if Jesus yes. would speak the word, his servant could be healed. And listen yes, to yes. Jesus' response. He stopped Jesus in the middle of coming to him, saying, For I also am a man set under authority, having me soldiers, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and do, and do this, and he doeth it. And listen to Jesus' testimony, verse 9. When Jesus heard these things, he was amazed. He marveled at, at the centurion. And he turned him about and said unto the people that followed Jesus, because the people was following Jesus to go to the centurion house to see if he was going to heal the man. Listen to what Jesus said. I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And remember at the beginning, the Bible says have faith in God. That's what Jesus said. If you have faith in God, because Jesus was a had the authority of God to heal all Mm -hmm. manner of sicknesses and diseases. Jesus had that power. 
The man Ooh. had faith and believed. And because he believed and did not have doubt in his heart about Jesus, you see, he had insufficiencies about himself, but not yeah. in what Jesus, the ability Jesus had for the servant. And that's the difference. So even if I'm no good, even if I'm unworthy, like you said, the man who asked, if you ask, believe me, that's the key. And do not doubt. The Lord says you're going to have what you ask for. Verse 10, and they that were sent returning to the house, Jesus never made it to his house, found the servant whole that had been sick. The Lord Jesus didn't go to the house. The centurion had faith that Jesus could heal his servant. The Lord answered his prayer. It's not God that makes you feel unworthy or Jesus. It's the enemy. It's the spirit of the enemy that makes us feel unworthy. Because when you have condemnation, the Lord told us to repent and confess and forsake. And when we mm-hmm. do that, you're, you, you, you said it at the beginning, people have a hard time forgiving themselves. Well, first of all, we have to release that burden and heaviness because Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. If you believe that and then you have faith in Jesus and you cannot doubt because all of us are included, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that's the word of God. But Jesus for God so loved the world. See, we quote it, but it's really not in our heart, that he gave, yes. he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what? Believe him. Mm-hmm. If you have faith in him, you, and Amen. do not doubt, you're going to be saved. Amen. You will be forgiven. Matthew chapter 14, and we'll start reading verse 23. Now, this is Peter about to walk out on the water, and we're going to see what Jesus told him because a lot of saints have unanswered prayers. They're waiting in heaven for you to get the faith to believe that God can do it. You do not doubt. And and just keep believing. We don't know what door God's going to open, what he's going to have to be done in your favor because he can do it. You just cannot allow doubt to come in. And you have to be careful what you're speaking, not to cancel your petition, because that's what people do, too. We, we ask in prayer, believing, but then we allow words to come out of our mouth that cancel the thing that we ask for. Uh, it says, and straightway or immediately, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, And when even was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And the only way Jesus was able to walk on the sea, he had to have faith in who? God. He did. He had faith in God. But his faith that he had in God, He's going to show, if you got faith in me, you can do what I'm doing. Yes, yes, yes. And so when when the disciples, I'm in verse 26, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. 
But immediately or straightway, Jesus spake unto them to calm them. That's what he felt, to calm them down, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And look at verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me or command me to come unto thee on the water. Peter is asking the Lord Jesus to allow him to walk on the water too. And because Peter asked and he saw, he he believed, what what happened? The Lord answered the prayer just like that so quickly. And Jesus said, verse 29, he said, come. Just that quick, sis, Peter said, if it be you, Lord, command me to come out there. And Jesus said, come. He answered that prayer just that quick. And when Peter was come down, yes, when Peter was come down out of the ship, guess what Peter does? He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter asked, he had faith in God's son. God's son said, come, and what Peter asked to do, he was able to do it. Now, verse 30, but when he, Peter, saw the wind bolstering, now he's looking, he's taking his eyes off of Jesus. Even though he's on the water, he walked on the water, that means he had faith to believe that he could do it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. Because without faith, you cannot please the Lord. So Peter had the right amount of faith to walk on the water. He asked, and his petition was answered. And we got to be the same way, but do not allow doubt to come in. And that's what Jesus is going to reprimand him about. But when, back in verse 30, but when he, Jesus, when Peter saw the wind bolstering, he began, became fearful. He was afraid. And beginning now, when fear comes in, you stop believing, guess what happens? You start sinking because Peter not only stopped believing, but he started looking at what was going on around Amen. him. And his heart, he did, but his heart began to change. You see, he allowed doubt to come in, and that's why Jesus mentioned this to him. Now Peter's afraid because, remember, Jesus moved, removed fear because they had fear at the beginning when they thought Jesus was a spirit. And Jesus spoke and said, be of good cheer, or be, be, be encouraged, it's I. Don't be afraid. He spoke against the spirit of fear, and the spirit of fear left because Jesus spoke that, and whatever Jesus said happened. Okay? Amen. So Jesus spoke away the spirit of fear. So Peter didn't have to deal with fear when he asked. There was no fear in his heart. But when he saw the wind, guess what came back? Fear and doubt. He was afraid, and now he's starting to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Verse 31, and immediately what? Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught Peter and said unto him, look what he said, O thou of little faith, why did you doubt? You see, why did you doubt? Why did you waver? Why did you lack confidence in me? Why did you, why did you hesitate? 
Why did you allow the fear to come back into your heart? You see, it even there are times when we see, we still will release things out of my I don't believe that. We should not say those things. We should believe because all things are possible to him that what? Believe. believe. Yes. All things are possible. We do not doubt. If we do the five things that we read in the book of Mark when we started, we have faith in God. We're to ask, we to believe. We're not to allow doubt to come in. We are to forgive, be quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that we can be forgiven. If we do yes. those things, whatever you ask in faith, believing you receive, you shall have them. My prayer is that we would no longer block our blessings because God has blessings in store for us. And he really does. He's got many, many blessings. But we have to obey the word of God. Just like that centurion, he didn't feel worthy, and we know that we are not worthy, but he thought that I was worth saving. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Yes. Even though we know that we are not worthy, the things that we've done, we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for him offering his body and his blood as a sacrifice. And that's on what can wash away my sins is nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again is nothing but the blood of Jesus. We have to read. We have to really believe those things. The blood of Jesus has made me whole. I am saved by the power of God. I have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we must continue to believe that. It's not my righteousness. We are as Amen. filthy rags. But the righteousness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he's clothed us with his righteousness. Yes. And yes. all he tells us to do, it starts with us having faith in God. Yes. And when you believe, because we can speak these scriptures and say these scriptures yes. and quote these yes. scriptures, we must believe from the heart. Yes. We have to yes. believe from the heart. Apostle Paul, he got it in his spirit and he never let it go. And this is a scripture we truly can pray and quote and get it in our spirit, get it in our heart and believe the scripture. And we will see things change as well. Yes. Um, Apostle Paul says, it's Galatians 2 and 20. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And this life which I now live in the flesh, he says, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You see? So Jesus had complete faith in God. And so if we doubt and have, if we're like Peter, and we do, we have little faith. If you put all your faith in Christ, because Christ had all faith in his Father, you still, you still will have what you ask. Jesus was full of faith. There was no doubt in Jesus at all. Apostle Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. See, when I went down in the water, I was buried, you know, I was buried in his name, in the name of Jesus Christ. I was resurrected to the newness of life. 
He said, I'm living a life now in Christ. He says, it's not me, but it's the Christ, the Holy Ghost that's living on the inside of me. And the life that I'm living now from from the day that I got baptized in Jesus' name, from the day that I confessed him, he met me on the road, and I believed in my heart, and he told me that he was Jesus. Remember, he said, why? It's hard for you to kick against the prick. Remember, Apostle Paul said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus. When God had Jesus to appear to Apostle Paul, from that day on, well, three days later, Apostle Paul was blind for three days. Apostle Paul was baptized in Jesus' name. He had already repented of his sins, and from that day forward, he was running for his life and running for the life of Christ. And that's what he's saying. The life that I'm changed, sis. See, Jesus changed us. Jesus is the one. His spirit in us, we are changed. So the life that we now, that's why I said we can say this same prayer. The life that I'm living now, the life of Christ in me, the hope of glory. Even though I'm living in this flesh, in my flesh is dwelling no good thing, but the spirit of life is in me through Christ. He says, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. See, he, you have to know and understand and believe that your Abba Father loves you. He sent his son because of his love. Some of us even doubt that we're loved. That's another attack of the enemy in the mind when you do not believe that you're loved. Yes, you are loved. That's why you're here today. That's why you still have breath in your body. That's why you're able to speak and able to lift your hands and praise him and worship him and call on that name when there's trouble and call on his name when there's no trouble. It is the life that we live in Christ by the faith of the Son. We have to know and believe that he loved us and he gave himself for me. He personalized that thing. Because Apostle mm-hmm. Paul understood that he wasn't worthy either. He understood that he persecuted the church. He understood that he was there even at the stoning of Stephen, and he consented to it. He witnessed people die for the name of Christ. And when his conscience understood what a terrible mistake he made in unbelief, he said what he did was in ignorance and unbelief. And most, the majority of wrong and sin that we did it was because of our ignorance and unbelief in God and his son, Jesus Christ. The life that I'm now living in this flesh, in this body, that's still no good. I'm living by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself a little old me. He thought I was worth saving, sis. Thank you, Lord God. Yes, Lord. First John five fourteen. Yes. He says, and this is the confidence. Back to having faith in God. Yes. If you have faith in God, then you have faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He says, and this is the confidence or the assurance, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, that we have in who? In our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and in his Father, because they are one now. That if you ask anything, According to his will, he said, if you ask anything according to his will, he will hear you. Yes. And then verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Hallelujah. 
So this this seals what Jesus said, have faith in God, not have faith in ourselves. We are not to have faith in men, but we have faith in God and his, and his son, Jesus Christ. And if we do not doubt in our heart, you yeah. can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Remember he said, ask, seek, and knock. He said that, ask, seek, and knock. Yes, the door is already open. The blessings are there for us, but you got to believe that you receive and do not allow doubt to come into your heart. James chapter 1, and I'll, I'll read verse 1 down to 6 and 7. Let's start at verse, seven, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. Okay. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, what? Let him ask of God, because it's God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. You see, but let him ask how, sis? In In faith. faith. Yes. Nothing wavering. That means not allowing any doubt to come in at all. For he that waver is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind, tossed and tossed. Verse 7, and let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so, Father, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you, Lord God, that we have faith in you and not ourselves. And we most certainly cannot or understand, Lord God, that we're not to have put our faith or trust in men. Lord, I pray against the spirit of double-mindedness, Lord God. I ask you to remove all doubt and unbelief, Lord God. And my prayer is that we would have all confidence in you, that if we ask, we shall receive. If we believe, if we obey, Lord God, if we forgive, we'll have whatever we ask of you according to your will, Lord God. And, Lord, I also pray that we would have the patience to wait on you to give us what you are more than able to fulfill because there is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing impossible to you, Lord God, when it comes to things uh, such as healing in our body, both naturally and physically, even in our mind, Lord God. You are the heart fixer. You are the one who can heal all things, Lord God. God is saying to apply his word to our heart. Because we can say these scriptures and repeat these scriptures, but we have to get them in our heart. And that is our prayer. Mm-hmm. We hide yeah. these words in our heart and you'll start seeing things change. It won't be you. It's your pain the Father Amen. because of your faith in him and what he is well and more than able to do. And I pray that Christ will dwell in our hearts, God, by faith, Lord God, that we will keep our eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen.